Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli with another episode of Multiple Voices. My Multiple Voices podcast, true to its name, includes different series. For example, we have the Voices of Love, where we discuss relationships, the voice of empowerment, the voice of laughter and play, the voice of pleasure, and the magical voice of archetypes and how they change the way we live. But we also have the voice of memory that includes everything from history to discussions of past life regression. There's also writing voices where we interview both seasoned writers and authors who have just started getting their feet wet with writing and we learn what can work for you as potential writers. Our series called Voice of the Spirit discusses different forms of spirituality and religion. And then Channeling Voices is a series that covers what happens when you channel, but is also extended to mediumship. Take a moment to review this podcast if you've enjoyed listening, and leave a hearty five stars. I'd appreciate it. Enjoy your listening. Well, here we are with another episode. Today, I'm with Bob Rich. Who's Bob Rich? Well, (laughs) I'll tell you what he is and who he is because he said to me, "Um, I'm a grumpy old man with no sense of humor. (laughs) Other people laugh at what I say and write, which proves they have a sense of humor. So I thought to myself, get him on my show. He's got to talk about himself because I also read he's a, he's a professional grandfather. And I thought, Oh, maybe I, I should start thinking about that. And then I saw the topics that he uh, writes about and talks about, and it's quite different. He's an Australian storyteller with 19 published books in a variety of genres, including both fiction and nonfiction. Five of his books and over 40 short stories have won prizes. He has retired five times so far from five different occupations. I wonder if that number five is meaningful, (laughs) but is still going strong as a professional grandfather. Any human born between 1993 qualifies as his grandchild. Everything he does, including his writing, is working towards survivable future, a survivable future for them, and one worth surviving in it. He carries on much of his work at his popular blog, and I will, that's called Bobbing Around. I'll write that in the uh, description of the episode. Well, welcome, Bob Rich. Thank you for taking the time to share your expertise. Well, thank you for the honor of having me on your show. Well, you are far away in Australia, and we still have the opportunity no, to speak. No, 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 no. no, you're not. I'm not far away. Good, Even good. A tiny, tiny, tiny blue jewel. <laughs> Just so small. Yeah. In fact, one of my favorite guided imagery visualizations is I cuddle, the, cuddle this little jewel. Yeah. And I give my love to everything, every living being on it. Yeah, that's the form of Reiki that uh, sends bubbles, jewels, things like that. Um, I wanted, I've asked you, uh, what would you like to talk about? There's so many things here. I don't know what I should start with. But one uh, thing that you've written is, does really ring 
true. Life is too short for seri the seriousness that it deserves. That's why you need enjoyment. So read my novels. Mm. Let's start there. Oh, yeah. well. <laughs> why do you say it right. is too short? I, I have one novel yeah. called Hit and Run, uh -huh. where the hero is a 14-year-old boy yeah. who at the start hates life, hates everything. If he could, he'd blow up the planet. Ah. So he, go, so he steals a car to go out and kill people. Oh, dear. And he runs over seven little kids and the crossing oh. guard uh -huh. and narrowly misses an 84-year-old lady. Uh -huh. And she's the narrator. The whole book uh -huh. is nine months of her private records. Mm -hmm. So it's written, written like an old lady. Uh -huh. Not by me. I only uh -huh. got it in my computer. She wrote the book. Ah, okay. <laughs> she channeled. You channeled and her. Her her job, she doesn't notice at the start, is to lead him to become the kind of boy you'd you wouldn't mind as your daughter's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. I see. And I'm not going to tell you if she succeeds or not. Because ah, I not even a little book. spoiler alert. A little one. A little one. So he's well, fourteen. What, what I can say. I just want to know. What I can when say, does he meet her daughter? At what age? No, no, no. Uh, um, I mean, she's 84 year old. It's, right. It's not her daughter. Ah. Ah. No, no. He, he falls in love with a girl. Yeah. Who is in a foster home uh -huh. because her mother is dying of cancer. And I she's see. She's got no one else. Mm -hmm. But oh. uh, basically, the, I mean, my, 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 my protagonist, Sylvia, or the, the lady who writes it down, doesn't know anything about psychology. Uh -huh. But what she does is completely in accordance with psychological evidence. Now, I don't know how that happened. And what, in what sense? Well, uh, the way to lead someone to change themselves yes. is the way it happened to me. Uh, at 13 years of age, I was a potential murderer. Mm-hmm. I only wanted to murder one person, but that's enough. That's still a murderer. Yeah. That was my stepfather. Ah. Then came 1956 and the Hungarian Revolution, mm -hmm. and the Iron Curtain got a rust spot in it, and he shoved yeah. me through it. Oh. And kept the rest of the family behind. So we both knew that when I was big enough, either I'd murder him or he'd murder me. Oh. So he saved one of our lives. And I ended up in Australia. Yeah. And there I met a whole series of what I call my angels. Mm -hmm. And I decided to model myself on them. Mm. And that's how I ended up a, a decent person. I was a spoiled brat before. Oh. Oh. Mm. So there were no murders in your life? No. Not yet. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't even murder insects. Okay. All right. So this is a success story. But uh, you still talk about life being too short for the seriousness it deserves. And why do you say well, that? I, mm -hmm. I didn't make that up. Uh, my first publishable novels last yeah. century yeah. Uh, were set in 700 BC, yeah. and it was a 30-year war between the real little people mm -hmm. 
imagine three foot tall, mm-hmm. but broad shoulders, yeah. incredibly agile, intelligent. They're the, they're the origins of the uh, various legends of little people. Mm-hmm. And their forest was invaded by nomads from the plains. Mm-hmm. And one of these nomads became the greatest general of his people. Yeah. But at 19 years of age, he was sent with a message to the great Khan. Mm. And he said, Honorable Khan, life is too short for the seriousness it deserves. So I learned it of him. Ah. I'm happy to learn from anybody. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And characters in my stories are among my greatest teachers. Ah, well, talking about your greatest teachers, you also mentioned that every sentient being in this universe is an apprentice Buddha, an apprentice Hmm. Jesus, and the way to qualify is to do your best to act as if you were already graduates when we can. So, Hmm. and, and the apprentice is allowed to make mistakes. Tell us about that. Well, life is not about making money, gaining power, um, being you know being better than the neighbor. It is about going life after life after life because one life is not enough. Going round and round on an ascending spiral. Sometimes you may go backward, but on the average, you'll go up as you learn lessons. Mm -hmm. And that's why one of my novels, which is my fictionalized autobiography, the title is Ascending Spiral, Mm -hmm. because it sets out how how I have grown. If you think of a a Buddha or a Jesus or a Gandhi as an adult, Mm then I reckon in this, my current life, I've gone from about 16 to 18. Uh-huh. I see. I see. Oh, well, talking and, about... Yeah, go on. You know, you know people, who, people who have no empathy, no compassion, they're infant souls. The first lesson you need to learn is that other people have feelings and, and deserve respect and care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you keep growing from there. And when you can automatically, without effort, give the the unconditional love that uh, in Corinthians 13 yeah. by St. Paul, mm-hmm. or what Buddhists like me call metta, or uh, Con- Confucius said it out too. Yeah. I can't quote it offhand, but it's something like, when you love others as you love yourself, when, when you care for others as you care for yourself, that is the only true love, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Given who wrote it in Chinese, it's as good a translation as yeah. any. <laughs> yeah. But it's exactly the same message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Gandhi, you know how he died? No. He was assassinated because in, in 1948, Mm-hmm. He stood up in front of a big crowd of Hindus and said, what should you do if Muslims killed your beloved little son? He said, go out and find a little Muslim boy of the same age, both of whose parents have been killed by Hindus. Take him into your home, take him into your heart, and raise him as a good Muslim. Mm-hmm. And that's why he was assassinated, uh-huh. same as Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus was assassinated for the same message. Yeah, yeah. 
So I'm not going to tell you the message because I don't want to be assassinated. No, of course. Of course not. <laughs> um, when we... So I'll keep it a secret. Yeah, you keep it a secret. But uh, you said you mentioned that an apprentice is allowed to make mistakes. Um, Bob, in your life, up as far as you can remember, is there one mistake that was more important than others that you've made? Being conceived. Mm, and you, you that, in what's the it, way? It's the only fatal disease. I, you have to go explain to that. You have to explain that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're not conceived, you don't die. Of course, of course. Mm. So uh, you so saying being conceived, I, I, that means that you're saying you made the conscious choice of incarnated. Okay. Mm. And that was a mistake. Mm. Well, no, I was just pulling it <laughs> <laughs> Just um, When I, well, my stepfather yeah. was verb verbally immensely abusive. Yes. And one of his nice little things was uh, about me. Yeah. Uh, if there is a wrong way of doing something, or even if it isn't, or if there isn't, he'll do it that way first. Mm. And it's true. Ah. Uh, every time I try something new, I completely make it up. Ah. I just can't do it. Give me an example. Give me an example. But right now, in this course I'm running on COVID and uh, climate anxiety, yeah. I have wonderful guided imagery scripts, one yeah. for each session. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to make audio versions. Yes. And I can't follow other people's instructions. <laughs> anyway, at 21 years of age, mm -hmm. I made another realization. I mean, this is still true for me. Uh -huh. if, if it can be done the wrong way or even if it, <laughs> if, if, if it can, I'll do it that way. But when I was 21, yeah. I found out or I worked out if someone else can do it, I can learn it. Of course. Yeah, yeah. That's no, how I thought. Course. Well, well, of course, in my <laughs> mind, that's how I almost <laughs> drowned because my parents at 10 sent me to the YMCA during the Easter break and to, to learn how to swim. And I went in a class, into a class, and I saw all these children online jumping on the deep end of the pool and starting to swim. So I thought they could do what I could do. I jumped in. <laughs> I nearly drowned. <laughs> I was a very important lesson, <laughs> very important. So I had to learn. <laughs> but of course, if they could do it, but I you're still here. But I'm still here to talk about it. And I, every other day I go swimming. That is my <laughs> exercise of choice. <laughs> and the mm. pool, that's <laughs> right into the pool in the deep end. <laughs> mm. Before we uh, started um, the episode, you were talking about this course, online course that you had organized with the help of a an assistant. Can you talk about that and exactly what it's about? Okay. I've, um, my two latest books are nonfiction. Mm -hmm. One is called From Depression to Contentment, mm -hmm. a self-therapy guide. Yeah. And it is actually a serious uh, course of therapy in your pocket or on your phone. Uh-huh. There's a nice young man somewhere in Sweden Mm -hmm. Whenever he gets depressed, he gets out his phone and reads a chapter from my book. Ah. 
And if you work through that, it might take you months, mm-hmm. uh, it, it will lead you to a better life. It's got the, the tools, are dis- they're all science, scientifically uh, validated tools. Mm-hmm. And if you apply them conscientiously, you have something like 85, 90% chance mm-hmm. of permanently banishing depression, depression, anxiety, and similar monsters. Mm-hmm. And these and are the, available, you will give me the link or the uh, where they're well, it's, sold? It's on my blog. Okay. On my blog, Bobbing Around, there is a tab up the top saying Bob's Books, uh-huh. and it's there. Okay. Anyway, the, the other one, uh, this book, when I wrote it, it was about 95,000 words, mm-hmm. sent it off to my publisher, and he said, now, nah, a self-help book wants to be under 50,000 words. <laughs> so I cut it down to 50,000 words in a very clever way by having lots of external links. <laughs> so it's a bit like, bit like an octopus. Yeah. The body is 50,000 yeah. words. Then did anyway, you publish it? The bits I cut... Did oh, it yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the bits I cut out are lots of short stories. Mm-hmm. Or Actually, it was about... Four, four or five short stories, mm-hmm. each one with a discussion. Ah. And so I thought, I'm, I'm not going to waste this. You know, be, being an environmentalist, I don't waste anything. So right. I recycled them into a second book yeah. and maintained the pattern. So oh. I've got lots of short stories What's and that's essays. Called? What is that called, the second uh, book? That's called Lifting the Gloom. Uh, lifting, lifting the Gloom. Lifting the Gloom, mm-hmm. Antidepressant Writings. Mm-hmm. And the two go together like main course and dessert. Uh-huh. Oh, there must be something in between. There are other two books in between, main course. Well, we have the side dishes. So there must be something else that will be coming out of that antidepressant, both of these antidepressant books. Um, Oh, no, I think they're complete by themselves. Ah, Um, I also have a previous book, uh, which is currently only available from me. I've withdrawn it from uh, publication, Ah. which is called Anger and Anxiety. Why did you withdraw? Because I did an experiment and, and used KDP, uh, Kindle Direct ah. Publishing, mm-hmm. and I was so disgusted with it I that know. as soon as the year was up, I withdrew it. I know. And then I, 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 I sent it along to the same publisher, and he yes. said, no, people want one topic, so write a book about anger and one about anxiety. Good for and them. I said, but you use the same tools. And he said, doesn't matter, write two books. Good. So they, those books have to be written. Yeah. Well, uh, it, do you mind, Bob, if we talk a bit about this writing process? Because I'm a writer too, and I opt mm. for the traditional route, going through traditional publishers, and I just don't believe in the self-publishing via the Amazon um, route. But but maybe you can tell us about your experience if you've done that, because I haven't. Well. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll probably have assassins coming after me, but I hate Amazon. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Not the people, mm-hmm. but the way it's organized. It's, yes. Uh, it, it's it's all about money. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Let's start first with the traditional publishing. When you go to your publisher, what are the steps and what do you give them apart from an idea? Okay. Mm-hmm. My, my very first book was through Penguin. Yes. Which is one of the one of the, the biggest the best, publishers, yeah. mm-hmm. and that one sold hundreds of thousands of copies, and went through four editions in the tiny Australian market, 
What year what year was that published it, for the first time? It was first published in 1986. Uh-huh. And it went out of print in 2018. It's no longer available. Mm. People keep emailing me asking if I can steal them onto a copy, but I can't mm-hmm. anymore. I say, look, look, sometimes a second-hand copy is offered for sale on eBay. Yeah. When you went them. to Penguin, how did you get to Penguin? In the United States, for example, the market, both for fiction and non-fiction, is quite, well, it has changed in the, in, over the years. And uh, very often, you can't go anywhere without a literary agent. Um, and you, they look at your proposal, and then the proposal is sent. So in your case, how did that work? I cheated. <laughs> I like that. Well, how? Okay. Uh, in 1980, yeah. uh, I ended up becoming a writer. Well, that was the start of becoming a writer. Yes. And I did that because a bunch of teenagers kidnapped me to play soccer with them. <laughs> they had a boys versus game, a girls game, mm-hmm. and they were short of one male, mm-hmm. and they came and grabbed me. Good. That's because I'm a grumpy old man, right? Yeah, Nobody right, likes grumpy, me. that's right. And I happened to be making Adobe bricks at the time. Yeah. And so I went off boots and all, muddy boots. Of course, I slipped, tore the cartilage in my knee, ended oh. up in hospital, <laughs> bored out of my mind. So I borrowed the hospital typewriter, that's how yeah. long ago it was, yeah. and wrote my first article for something called Earth Garden Magazine. Ah, nice. And that launched me I, I had a following of you know huge number numbers of people mm-hmm. and those that haven't died still are yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the start of uh, my, my um public life if you like right and after a couple of years i sent a letter to the to the publisher of the magazine mm-hmm. suggesting that the two of us cooperate in a, in a, a building book together yeah. And I checked my mail and there was one from him with the same suggestion. Oh, how so interesting. So it was meant to happen. Yeah. I, so we wrote the book together and he he already had eight books published. He's a journalist. I see, I see. So we just went with his publisher. Ah, now that, that you, well, uh, he, you, you didn't cheat. He cheated. <laughs> let's no, 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 no. <laughs> Interesting. So let's so, say. Same, same, same as this course that I'm yeah. just starting up running. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, it's only available in Australia. Right. But, um, excuse my modesty, I'm brilliant at what I do. Good. And I'm great at doing therapy, and I've done group therapy, no worries. Yeah. But what I found out in my, I piloted it out, so I tested it out on a group of volunteers. Mm-hmm. And I found and out that doing group? it online is the quite different. The age group of the volunteers? What is uh, the age? Uh, one of them is about my age. Uh-huh. And one of them is my grandson. Uh huh. So varying ages. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and and some are male and some are female, mm-hmm. which is quite a coincidence. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, and how long did that take? How long did that take the pilot? Well, five five sessions. Uh-huh. But anyway, one of the volunteers is this young woman who's doing a PhD, mm-hmm. and. She's earning her way through university by lecturing. Mm-hmm. And because of the lockdown, she's been doing it online. Uh-huh. And she's had training in running courses online. Right. 
And uh, so she's been schooling me on this. Ah. And she has agreed to co-lead the first first course with me, which is approximately wonderful, give or take a bit. <laughs> when you say five sessions, is it one a day, one a week? How, how What is the time one span? A, one a week. One a week, okay. One a week. Mm-hmm. And the length of so, each session? One, one hour, but, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Give or take. If it goes a bit over, that's mm-hmm. fine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And what is the object? What's the name of the course? It's it's climate and COVID anxiety, mm-hmm. and I'm doing it voluntarily. I I won't get a cent out of it. Yeah, because I'm re- we're about we're gearing up for an election in Australia. I see. And I'm a member of the Australian Greens political party. Uh huh. And I'm raising money for the candidate in our, our electorate. I see. Who is a wonderful uh, jazz, jazz saxophonist, mm-hmm. which is a, a, a perfect qualification for Parliament, isn't it? Of course. I actually, I mean, <laughs> if he were a dancer, it would even be better. <laughs> interesting. Mm. Very, very interesting. So when will, has it started that course? No, the last session of the pilot is this Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then I'm giving myself a week off and it's advertised to start on the 7th of November ah. because I don't want it to go too close to the silly season. Right, the silly season. <laughs> yeah. So this means it ends on something like 15 December. Yeah. If I go any further, yes, you know, of course. people have family obligations. And, right, you know. right, right. This is exciting. Um, what do you um, expect? Do you have any idea of how many people will join in? Well, as of this moment, I have one. Mm-hmm. If I get 10 or less, I'll run one, one course. Mm-hmm. If I get under 20, I'll run two parallel courses. Right. And if it's under 30, my wife is, is making her own, twisting my arm not to do it. I'll <laughs> offer three parallel courses. Uh-huh. And if it's more than 30, it'll just have to be a waiting list. Okay. After, okay, all, I'm, so. after all, I'm an old fellow. I can't do too much. So 10 persons per, per group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, when, when I was uh, doing therapy, mm-hmm. I typically had eight one-hour sessions on a working day yes. with 15 minutes between mm-hmm. and then a home visit on the way home Ah, because I, I didn't believe in waiting lists. If someone con- connects a psychologist, it's because they urgently need they help. Urgently, so no waiting list. Yes, urgently needed. Yeah. And I never turned anybody away. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. So you only live once, might as well do it well. Yeah, well, they say. I only live once as Bob Rich. Yes, as Bob Rich, exactly. (laughs) Well, so let's say you have this planned and your wife is eagerly hoping that it will not go past 20 so she doesn't have Mm -hmm. to deal with that third third session, third group. So this will bring you almost, let's say, to the end of the year. Have you thought, aside from the elections, have you thought of perhaps in the future offering another similar endeavor, perhaps with a different focus? Well, no, but at this stage, I'm willing to run this indefinitely. Ah. When I've raised enough money for this election, Mm -hmm. which is the Australian federal election, Mm -hmm. next year, November, there will be a state election. Ah. And the Australian Greens are a very small party. Yes. And we refuse corporate donations. I see. Mm-hmm. So I'm very happy to continue raising money for them. 
and I think there is an infinite need for positive psychology, for psychology to get people to grow be, be, be beyond normal. Normal is the walking wounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the tools of positive psychology enable you to grow well beyond that. Mm -hmm. So as the say... title of my book says, you can go to contentment in any situation. Mm -hmm. When you say the tools of positive psychology, um, more specifically, what do you give us an example of a tool? Forgiveness. Okay. Okay. If you go on my blog, Bobbing yeah. Around, yeah. And, you'll, and you'll put the link up, yeah. there is a, a tab saying stories, which Stop. are three short stories that you can read. Uh -huh. And one of them is called Forgiveness. Yes. And so for the fourth session, I had my attendants read that short story, and then we talked about forgiveness. Yes. And the end result was I asked people to think of the worst monsters on, on, on earth that they can think of, you know, people like Stalin, Hitler. Now, or your I'm, father, I'm your, 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 um, no, no, my, your... my stepfather and I made friends. Now, that's ah, okay. Fine. Yeah. But yes, yes, my healing started when I forgave him. Uh -huh, okay. And I forgave him when I understood his story. Uh -huh, I see. But, um, now some people are going to react against it, but I'll say it anyway. Trump, Trump is an infant soul for whom all other people are either tools or obstacles yeah. and will twist reality and I forgive him anyway. Well, forgive there's nothing him, more that you can do. He's he's not, he knows not what he's doing. I keep saying that every time I watch the television. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. Yep. And um, well, that's so, that. That, that, that was one session. Uh, the first session focused on gratitude. Mm -hmm. Okay. At the moment, every night, I get pretty severe pain in my feet. Uh -huh. Isn't it wonderful I don't get it in the daytime? Exactly. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, you know, as I was looking at the sky, a little bird went flying by. Yeah. And I, as I wiped it from my eye, I said, thank heavens cows don't fly. <laughs> yeah. That's gratitude. Yeah. You don't deny that the bird plopped you in the eye. Mm -hmm. You, It's not a Pollyanna thing, oh, everything is fine. Mm -hmm. it, it did happen. Yeah. But there's a silver lining. Yeah, there, there is. The, the coin always has two sides. Yes. Well, mm. all right. So now we have Bob Rich as a man of the 21st century, ready behind a screen, using the internet for training sessions, seminars, grouping people together in small groups and uh, having some form of courses. So this is quite an improvement. This is quite a, an achievement, I, I believe. And what I specifically like about what you have been talking about is that you always tend to bring a younger member of the community, of the world, of a humanity in step with you. And in that sense, yes, you are a professional grandfather, whether you like it or not. <laughs> and um, so, so do you have your own children? Do you have 
uh, children specifically, you and your wife? Well, uh, when I was young, mm -hmm. I was all for zero population growth, two adults, two children maximum. Uh -huh. And my wife wanted a third one. And we uh -huh. argued about it for over six years. <laughs> and then a friend came along and said, look, I've only got one kid. You can have my quota. <laughs> so how could I argue with that? Right. So I've got three wonderful children. Yeah. And I'm genet genetically related to four grandchildren uh -huh. and two great-grandchildren. Oh. And I'm genetically related to a heap of others. Ah. And there are absolutely millions and millions whom I'll accept as my grandchildren. Oh, yeah. I know. It's wonderful. If it's alive... If it's I'll alive, it's it. family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. Are you currently working on a new book? I'm currently working on five new books, uh -huh. switching between them. Yeah, that's what I do. The problem is that I've got a science fiction series that I started mm. in 2015 mm. uh, because I needed an illustration of characterization for a book on writing that I take out and, you know, I see. and put away. And these two teenagers came to me. There was scrawny Bill with glasses <laughs> who was being bullied. Oh. And greater, all power and speed, a sports champion, came and rescued him. So I characterized them in a couple of sentence, a couple of paragraphs. And that's all, all I needed for the writing book. Yeah, book. yeah. But then they wouldn't let me alone. Oh. They kept pestering me. So I had to write their story. So that's currently four and a half volumes. And then I made a mistake, stepped outside being of my Buddhist way of doing things. No, you know, no attachment to anything is the Buddhist thing. Mm -hmm. And I want it out there. I want it to change the world because it, <laughs> it's my potential tool. Yeah. If it could uh, step up there with Harry Potter, yeah. my, my hero, Bill Sutcliffe, uh, it could change the world. Yeah. So I'm attached to having it published. So that gets in the way of my creativity. Yes, it does. I, I so understand. I, so I just, I, I've been submitting to agents and, and publishers. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, didn't uh, Harry Potter have lots and lots of rejections? Of course. No, 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 no. We are, we, we are, we come accustomed, we come accustomed. Um, you did mention um, the Kindle Virgin Amazon, not the, Penguin experience and the traditional publishing route. Why specifically weren't you um, satisfied with that experience? What happened? Well, I fell for a con game. Ah. Every year, mm -hmm. Penguin United Kingdom, that's Britain. Yeah. Well, this United Kingdom now. <laughs> uh, advertise a contest. Aha. Uh -huh. If you publish your book anywhere in the world using uh, Kindle Direct Publishing, yes. they'll list it there. Ah. And then the first round of, of judgment is how many people give it a five star. Ah. And then you find out that you are only allowed to give it a rating if you have bought it in Britain. Ah. If you bought the book in America or Australia or India or, or wherever, yeah. you can't vote. All right. And when you go to buy a book, you are sent to your local country's Amazon. Ah, I see. What a shoddy trick. Yeah, yeah. So I don't stand for that. So as soon as my year of the contract was up, I, I pulled the book. 
Yeah, mm -hmm. I can see. Yeah, that's. A, mm. I mean, it takes so much. Um, we work with a passion. I, 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 found, I found a wonderful new British publisher. Yes. Sle Sleeping Lion mm -hmm. publisher. And I can, well, I don't want to recommend them too much because now he has a long waiting list too. Yeah. But absolutely wonderful young man. Nice. Uh, we've, we've reworked the book. We've given it a new, the same book, given it a new title. Title. And extra bits. And his contribution has improved it a great deal. And it's coming out in in November, mm -hmm. and the title is Maraglindi. Mara, Maraglindi, Mara uh -huh. Guardian Mara. Spirit. Maraglindi Guardian Spirit. Mm -hmm. And it's an Australian Aboriginal girl mm -hmm. born in 1850 uh, because uh, a white man raped her mother. Ah, see. Mm -hmm. And so she was conceived and born. But she's actually a superior spirit who has been assigned the job of being a, a guardian spirit for us here on earth. But first she needs to find out what being a human is like. Yeah. And she chooses Merigalindi as her first life. Ah, wow. And look, it's such a good story that I've gone over it 150 times and I still enjoy reading it. Oh, how nice. That's really, really mm. wonderful when, it, when that happens. Mm. Well, I mean, mm. we could go on and on and on and talk about all of, because when we talk about writing, we really talk about storytelling. Like you said, you know, you're, you're a storyteller. And I work with um, archetype psychology and the storyteller as an archetype is one of the most intriguing, I find, because mm. they have so many sides to them. Yeah. In the stories of the Avalon, mm -hmm. the five great storytellers, all have some kind of a handicap. Ah. One was born without legs and feet. Oh. Other one had a, a young woman with a humpback. Yeah. A third one uh, got his back broken, mm. and so he made himself a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Another one got his face terribly burned. So they're all, and the storytellers are the healers. Yeah, yeah. And me too, I'm the wounded healer. Yeah, yeah. I was incredibly depressed from five years of age mm. started working on myself on at 21 when i forgave my stepfather yeah yes yes uh, i had i reinvented for myself the tools of of cognitive behavioral therapy i didn't know i was doing it i just applied them yeah 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 and i was studying psychology at the time and each time i was introduced to something oh yeah that's what i was doing six months ago yeah, yeah. and so for 20 years i had depression under control yeah you know, a figure would come along, typically making a mistake. Yes. And I'd crash. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed being miserable for a while. And when I was ready, I used my tools and climbed up, climbed mm -hmm, down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then when I was 43, I noticed that I didn't need the triggers would come along and I just shrug them off. Yeah, shrug them off, exactly. And it was the tools of positive psychology. Mm -hmm. Many of them had not been invented until later. Uh huh. That I invented for myself. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, some I learned from reading. Yeah. Um, and I attended short courses, but most of them I invented for myself. Yeah. The two cornerstones so, that you work with, forgiveness and gratitude, are popular along different um, disciplines, uh, spirituality, mm. all different disciplines. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
Hmm. But, you... uh, Go ahead. One of, one, of, one of the great tools is uh, you write a, a movie script. Yes. And it hasn't got, a, hasn't got a plot yet. Yes. You just have the main character, the hero. Right. And this person is, has your physical appearance and has your entire history. Whatever happened to you happened to this person, but this person handled it the way you wish you had. Uh-huh. And then, of course, you step in and you are that, that person. Yeah. So that's the apprentice ideal you. Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. So that's the same concept as being an apprentice Buddha. Yes, huh? yes, 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 yes. So now I don't write film scripts. Film scripts, I write novels. Right. So my book, Ascending Spiral, is that for me. So the hero has my exact history, except I fictionalize some details to protect the guilty. I don't want to be sued. Mm -hmm. Of course not. Um, <laughs> so I change some trivial details. But every one of his life experiences, including past life experiences, is mine. Mm -hmm. Only he handled them better. Yeah. Interesting. And that was a very good growing tool for me. Yeah, I can imagine going back and reading mm. that as well. It's some. Have you ever. So, again, that, that, that's. That's one of my books that has a huge number of five-star reviews mm -hmm. and a few nasty people gave it four stars Yeah, and nobody has gone below that. Yeah. You mentioned uh, just briefly ago uh, a book on how to write. Um, did I understand correctly? Oh, that's not published. It's not published. I was just going to no. ask, have you considered publishing a book on how-to uh, in writing? Yeah, because mm -hmm. that is because that it's different for everyone. Of course, it's different for everyone. But there are. It's interesting. It's it's like taking a course downhill skiing, where they first teach you how to fall so you don't break your neck, and that is you know the, I think the 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 rationale could be that in a book on writing because everyone will find their own way depending on their own personality and their connections. You the, know? The, the, the thing is, there is so much suffering in the world mm -hmm. that I want to work for a better future. I want to work for a, a future because we're in the sixth extinction event of Earth. Yeah. So I'm more motivated. Uh, one of my works in progress is a book on grief. Grief. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's quite different from anything I've read. I've read widely on it, but this is quite different. Mm-hmm. I can't help it. I just can't do things the way other people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's so much. Well, the whole of humanity is out yeah. of step with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, what can you do? <laughs> they will catch up. <laughs> well, who was it? Andrew Jackson said, uh, one brave man makes a majority. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I agree with that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Bob, thank you so much for taking the time to sit with us and talk with us. It was such a pleasure. And I'll be looking out for your books. And I will include in our, well, tell us, where can people find you? Can you mention your website and blog? And then it will be transcribed. Well, the, the blog is Bobbing Around. Bobbing and Around. And if you enter doc, Dr. Bob Rich Bobbing Around in a search engine, mm -hmm. then I'll come up. Uh -huh. If you just write bombing around, I may or may not, depending on the day. But if you include my name, Dr. Bob Rich, then it will come up. 
but also you'll you'll be posting the link, won't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So mm -hmm. again, anyway, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's a place where you can be inspired, entertained, even annoyed, yeah. but never bored. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> That's good to add, <laughs> especially today <laughs> when it's so easy to get bored. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And you have yourself an interesting evening and we'll be looking out for your books, Bob. Bye-bye. Thank you. <laughs>